This episode of the Back of the Bus Podcast is brought to you by Soccerware in Dallas, Texas, where they live and breathe soccer. Go inside and mention the Back of the Bus Podcast to get an awkward look from whoever's there. Welcome to the Back of the Bus Podcast. I'm half, he's black. We are coming to you live from the incredible universe located in sunny Doral over on the Palmetto and 28th Street, where inside you can get a Pizza Hut slice of pizza, a McDonald's fries, and pick up a nice TV, a tube 78-inch HD. HD. H? They had no HD in 1994. Oh, no? No. Oh, okay. All right. a, that was a tube 27-inch Emerson that cost like $1,000. <laughs> oh, man. So. What's up, everybody? Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Back of the Bus podcast again. We've been on hiatus. Was it self- It feels like we say this a lot. Yeah. So we're sorry, yeah. but. It, it, it's been a self-imposed hiatus a little bit. We have gotten very busy. Black has become a jet setter. Get he, the fuck out of here. He is he went on vacation. He did the bravest thing any man could ever do. And I'm not talking about joining the military. He took his kids, three of them, to Disney World. Yeah. And he had a blast. That sucked. And the thing that he failed with is that he didn't check in with me, who is an avid Disney fan. I we have annual passes and we go at least four times a year. Speaking of which, the family is going this weekend. Of course you are. But I'm not. I've got to stay at work. I've got a work thing on Saturday, so I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna miss going to Disney so much, but I will probably no, love being home alone for yeah, the you weekend. Will. Absolutely. Also during that time, I had a birthday, went to Knoxville. I love the Knox City where you get shitty. It is fun. It is beautiful. And when I tell you that you could buy a mansion for what your efficiency in Hialeah costs, you could buy a mansion for what your efficiency in Hialeah Damn, costs. Damn, it's like that. Dude, the house we stayed at was, I, I think it was a six-bedroom house with three levels and it had a quote-unquote basement, but this isn't a basement because it had open doors that led to their backyard. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. They had a wet bar downstairs. It was amazing. Anyway, we're back for another week of fun. Remember, check us out and like us and subscribe to our podcast on the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast. What else? Where else? SoundCloud. Every new episode goes up because we are too cheap to buy Uh, actual professional account you can check us out on podbean also ladies and gentlemen remember to rate us five stars if you love us and five stars if you hate us yeah guys those that really helps out if you guys drop a rating on there so more people can just get eyes on the on the show we really appreciate it they can put their eyes on the actual prize not our prizes because our wives would murder us but you know just the regular prize (laughs) okay i think fair would be all right okay i don't think she mind that much She'd just be like, whatever. Whatever, fuck that. If you want to see that, go for it. Yeah, I guess so. I had a story I wanted to... Oh, you wanted to drop a story? Drop drop a story. Story time with Black. Because I told Ferry I was going to do this, and and I'm going to do it. So, right before I got here, um, on my way to Incredible Universe, (laughs) I get a phone call from my my nine-year-old. Okay. And she's like, Dad, did you eat the last ice cream yesterday? I see my today! Eat my ice cream! 
<laughs> and I'm like, no. And she's like, well, mommy said you ate the last ice cream. And every time I eat something and it's the last one, you give me a hard time because I didn't save you any. So why didn't you save me any? And I'm like, put your mother on the fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, I said it just like that to my nine-year-old. I'm a bad parent. So my wife gets on. I'm like, what did you tell our daughter? And she's like, oh, that you ate the last ice cream. And I'm like, funny. I remember we ate the last ice cream. Oh, no. I remember you going to the freezer and saying, hey, there's only one more. And I said, okay, hon, you can have it. And then you came to the couch with it. And yeah, I took a few bites from it. But we, at best, we ate it. At worst, you ate it and I nibbled from it. You were an accessory to the offense. And you just lied through your damn fairy teeth and told our kid that I ate the ice cream. Well, that's because you're not there. Right. Because she can blame you. And then by the time you get home, hopefully the nine-year-old's forgotten about it. No, Jelly don't forget. Jelly don't forget a damn thing. Because the last time I had that conversation with her about the... When you eat some shit, save some for me. It was like two months ago, my oh, dude. Oh, wow. And she, she dropped that hammer on me. Mac, like, you said that I'm supposed to leave you some, but how come you didn't leave me any? And I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening in my life right now? Nah, man. My head, like, I was going to default to the defense. Like, bitch, I pay for it. But I was like, that's not... That's not, that's not how you approach an argument with an idol. That's not relevant. Not only that, but it's just not relevant because regardless of who paid for it, she's right. She's absolutely right. You and are, I, wow. So I'm I'm on the hook tomorrow for when I get home from work. Before yeah. I get home to edit this, I'm going to have to go and get her ice cream. Yeah, of course you will. If you, you make up for it. Bitch. It'll be good. I just can't believe my wife just threw me under the bus. I mean, I can. I, I lied. I can, I can absolutely <laughs> believe it. Fairy, you're a sellout, dude. You're like, yeah. She sold me out right up the yeah, river. Just. Incredible. Hopefully the FBI never come knocking. Because then oh, you're no. done. I'm done. You're done. I'm she she can't she can't hold oh, on to that you want me to tell, tell me just write it down. I'll, I'll say exactly what you want me yeah, to say. No, she can't. She wouldn't be able to hold on under, under that pressure. <laughs> if you've been with us before, you know that we like to start the show off with a segment we call Ah the Atmosphere. The atmosphere. Basically, we touch on a few subjects that have gotten our attention before they burn up in the ether of the atmosphere and the internet in this day and age when things come and go quickly, and we all have the attention span of a 2002 George Bush. Our economy is growing. Oh, look at the kitty. So, first and foremost, because it affects both of our lives, we need to talk about what the most important thing is going on. A hundred percent. There's no way this is not the lead story. Yeah, of course. And that is the... $290 $290 million man, John Carlos Stanton, being traded to the Yankees for a bucket of peanuts and a dry handjob. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, before we... Because, man, so much to cover in so so little time. It was a little bit more than a bucket of peanuts. People okay. seem to be underestimating the fact that Starlin Castro, mm-hmm. the second baseman, yes. was a rookie of the year. Okay. All-star. Okay. Batting title under his belt. Okay. You guys just traded your second baseman because he was coming off an 80-game PED suspension. Mm-hmm. So you had a hole at second base. He's only 27. Only got two years, $22 million left on his deal. So it's not like he's you know, costing you a ton of money. So you guys got a good player at a good value. Is he worth Giancarlo Stan? Absolutely not. There's no scenario under which you guys were going to make a trade to get Giancarlo's value back. He had a no-trade clause. 
So it's the same situation as what the Knicks had with Melo, right? They whoever the idiot was who gave Giancarlo Stanton no trade clause when they signed him to that contract, fucked themselves. And you know, the, Jeter had a deal with two different teams before the Yankees deal, and Giancarlo vetoed him because he didn't want to go to St. Louis or San Francisco. So at that point, you're gonna take the best deal you can get. The two prospects you guys got back, meh, meh. You know what I'm saying? Like the the pitching prospect, uh, yeah, Guzman, yeah, was the number nine prospect in our systems. Not terrible. It's not great. Um, the other kid is was not ranked, but I will say he's hit at every level he's been, and his older brother is currently starting for the Red Sox. Okay, so at least the gene pool's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The interesting part for me was when I initially saw it. My reaction was kind of lukewarm because I had my heart set on getting Manny Machado next year. Yeah. Like that's that's my price. Third baseman, third base has been a, a gaping maw of a black hole on my you, team since A Rod. Like you had A Rod. Yeah, A Rod stopped being relevant at third base about five years ago. Okay. I mean, I love the guy. I don't give him the shit everybody else gave him. I love the guy, but you know, he's just what he was a sub subpar third baseman hitter. Uh-huh. At towards the end of his career, okay. Manny Machado is the best third baseman in the game, top five player in the game, and he was gonna be in pinstripes. Okay, I, I was almost positive. Okay, unless there was some kind of trade that happened that yeah. nullified that. And I thought that the Giancarlo deal was going to eliminate that possibility due to luxury tax concerns or whatever. Yeah, but you guys were kind enough to ship thirty million dollars over with Giancarlo Stan. Yeah, which means we could still fall under the luxury tax and we can still sign Manny Machado. So when I start thinking about a lineup of Machado, whoever leading off, Judge two, Bird three, Stanton four, Sanchez five, and Machado six or Machado four, whatever it doesn't matter, you're not beating that team. They just they just literally they'll shit on Murderers Row, who is the most hallowed Yankee yeah, team in the exactly. history of Yankee teams, and they shit all over them. That shit would be it's already gonna be a sick lineup without Machado. Yeah, if we get Machado, it just the sport might just well end. <laughs> you guys would be you. You would essentially be the Warriors and or the. No, no, no. We'd be the Warriors if you cloned the five starters and have those five guys coming off the bench. Okay. I you could have me, you, and Plex hitting on the remaining three spots in that team, and it wouldn't matter. We win a World Series. It's, you think? Oh my! If the, if the pitching holds up, right? Yeah. And 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 remember, remember, remember. The thing is, is that. Stanton's the whiffer, right? Mm. And he's not very good on the field. No, he's not a bad right fielder. Yeah. That That's the issue is what are you going to do? Because right, Judge is a right fielder, Stanton's a right fielder. Yeah. So, you know, the H1. Which is funny because usually your shittiest player is your right fielder, as we discussed as we saw, previously, yeah. <laughs> previously during the week. I flamed him on that one. Oh, that's man. an inside joke. We had one guy on our softball team back in the day. This was the Best Buy Softball League. And he always played right field. And it was because he was the worst player on our team. We love you, buddy, but... Yeah. I got tired of seeing the back of your head run after balls after you <laughs> missed them. In grown baseball, it's a little different. Yeah. Uh, in right field, you typically want the best arm okay. out of the outfielders because okay. he's... The left fielder doesn't have to throw the first a lot, but the right fielder's got to throw all the way to third okay. quite a bit. So, I don't know. I mean, they might yeah, be... So how does it work out for de- defense? Like, So, they'll probably... One will start right field one day, the other one will DH... Okay. Maybe Giancarlo dusts off and you know learns how to play left. I don't think they're going to displace Judge. I think because Giancarlo's a little smaller, which is weird to say, but because he's a little smaller, he, he might, might be the, the better choice. He might go to left field. To be in left. 
honestly, it doesn't matter. The two other, the other thing you mentioned about the strikeouts, though, that's kind of a problem because yeah. between him, between Stanton, Judge, and Gary Sanchez, you're yeah. looking at 400 strikeouts. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Here's the thing: you're trading off like 500 home runs for 400 strikeouts. This yeah. Season. So that's where how you structure the lineup is going to matter. Like that's where the analytics portion of this is going to matter, and. You know, the recently hired Aaron Boone, who's now the Yankees manager. manager yeah, yeah. You know, we have a very, they have a very strong analytics department. So that tends to set the lineup. Uh-huh. I don't know how much inf- input Boone's going to be able to have in that. But how they figure that out is going to be important. Because you have to balance those 400 strikeouts with guys who can get on base in front of them and drive in runs when those guys are kind of on cold spells. It's a great get, especially if it doesn't take you out of the Machado running. And if we can get pitching, like, we need one more starter. Supposedly, Cashman's working on a trade for Garrett Cole, who's a starter, the stud from Pittsburgh. Okay. That shit happens. You don't need to play the season. It's over. It's why you play the game, though. Yeah. I mean, anybody could get hurt. Yeah. But it's it's over. Anybody could take a baseball to the face. Yeah, that's true. And Giancarlo's taking that. And he's got a little bit of an injury history. So that's a little bit of a concern. Yep. But... I like our chances. Okay. I have not been this fucking excited for a baseball season since 2009. You're definitely getting the ticket, right? The oh, MLB ticket. oh, I have it. I've always had it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. There was this when we in 2009. I remember I was driving home from work, and uh, Ferry and I had just got married, and it was like Christmas season, right around this time of year, uh-huh. and it's like super late, it's like two in the morning when I see on the news the Yankee sign Mark Teixeira. Uh-huh. And I was literally in my car, like saying, "We got Marta Sarah. We like I was. That was my whole drive home with her on the phone. Blows that shit out of the water. This dude hit 60, 59, 60, 61 home runs last year. Yeah, like it's insane. All right. But now let's talk about it from a Marlins fan pers- pseudo Marlins fan perspective. Yeah, because I mean, let's let's be honest. I'm not a real Marlins fan. Right. Like baseball can. Baseball can come and go, to be honest with you. I, I really don't care. America's pastime, no, it's not. Like, to me, it never has been. So, whoa, whoa, wait, never what? It never has been my pastime. Like, I okay. never liked baseball. To you. To me, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I said. To me, it, okay. it never has been. But what I will tell you is that a lot of people were had the feign outrage. I mean, look, you got to remember, you're coming off the heels of Wade leaving us, right? So we're already kind of, you know, hurt. We're, you know, one of our guys, one of our, you know. Damn it, my phone keeps going off. He left us. Now it's Giancarlo. But in this sense, it wasn't really Giancarlo who... Here's the thing. And this is the difference. Giancarlo wasn't the one who got a lot of the backlash. It was Jeter. Right. It was Jeter and this whole new um, ownership group. And look, when when they spoke to him, he finally said, Listen, I've got no qualms about fucking fucking over this, this lineup. Like, about taking this lineup and changing it all. Yeah, I know. I need to put it up. But he's he's, he's truthful. Like... He's coming in to change everything about this team. And part of changing everything is blowing it all up. And so it's not about starting off with the MVP. And yeah, that's a great thing to start off with. But you, you've got to purge. Like, you've got to purge. And I think once the Band-Aid was ripped and we got over that part, I think we started to move on. And we were like, yeah, you know what? You really do. We have to purge. We're going to have to go through all of this over again. We're going to have to go off and... Just kind of the same thing with Miguel, man. Like, that sucked too. Yeah. So, there's a lot of levels on that. I read an article on The Ringer. This guy, I think Michael Bauman. Bauman? I don't know. Bowman? I don't know how you pronounce okay. it. He ripped this fucking trade apart. 
And he made it a point to kind of say that it sucks that Jeter's going to be the scapegoat because he's the face of the ownership group, even though he's only a 4% owner. Yeah. And this guy, Sherman, Roger Sherman, whatever. Richard Sherman, the Seahawk? No. Yeah. He's like the majority owner, and he's got a rep kind of like in the Jeffrey Loria terms where he goes, buys a business, slashes payroll, cut costs, and then just goes raises profit, and then sells it for a profit. Supposedly, he did that with the Herald and a bunch of other newspapers around the country. Okay. That was part, you know, part A. Part B of his argument was that slashing Giancarlo doesn't really free your payroll up to do the moves that you say you're going to make or that you could make later on down the road. I don't know if that's true or not. It's way too early to tell. Uh-huh. Here's my beef with Marlins fans and you know, like Dan Lebetard's fuck ass and Bill Simmons' punk ass came out in their statements that they made. Okay. So... You the Marlins had the NL MVP and Jose Fernandez, who was Cy Young candidate, maybe Cy Young winner a couple yeah. of years ago, and yeah. no one went to the fucking games. Nobody, nobody. TV ratings are great, but they have a brand new, shiny, beautiful ballpark, and nobody goes. You have Giancarlo Stanton. They have a good lineup. They have no pitching. The guy was chasing sixty-one home runs last year, one of the most hallowed numbers in fucking baseball. And no one went to the fucking games. Why are you so outraged, you hypocrites? None of you care. I got text messages from people who don't even like baseball. Track Jeter, fucking Jeter's a bitch. Look what he's fucking doing. You don't even watch. You couldn't name me three people in that lineup not named Giancarlo Stanton. So why are you bitching? That's my problem with Miami Marlins fans right now. And all this outrage. Christian Yelich. Maybe I'm a little bit different of a different Marlins fan. So listen, I was looking up really quick about Bruce Sherman, who is the majority owner of the Marlins. Bruce, okay. Yeah, Bruce. He was an investment guy, and when he retired, he retired because, this is his quote, I'm very proud of my investment career over thir- of 23 years, especially the first 22. His last, in- his, um, his last investments in his final year before he retired lost a combined $478 million. They included Knight Rider, New York Times, The Garnet Company, and they were investments in Bear Stearns, which collapsed in 2008. Oh, wow. Yes, so... Yeah, I mean, that's this guy's MO, and that was part of the deal, right, for him to let Jeter into the big boys club because Jeter didn't have enough net worth. No, of course not. So for him to let him, allow him in the big boys club, the, the deal was... You got to be the face of it, and you got to take all the negative publicity when we do all this shit. Yeah. And Jeter's doing it. And I mean, listen, at the end of the day, he may be able to build the team. What a lot of people don't realize is that the the head scout now for the Marlins uh-huh. was the head scout for the Yankees before. So he's very he has very intimate knowledge of the Yankees farm system. So if that dude's saying that the prospects they got back are good, that dude knows what the fuck he's talking about. Okay. You know what I mean? So... That's what Jeter's trusting, I, I I imagine. Everybody who knows me is going to listen to us is going to default back to the argument that Derek Jeter's like my fucking idol and I'd have his babies if I could. And I would, and I don't deny it. That was as a shortstop for the New York Yankees. As an executive for the Miami Marlins, I, I don't know. His report card's incomplete. He's made two trades. So my whole thing is, can we just give it some time? Dolphins make bad moves every fucking season. And, and I hope they make tons of bad moves. Tonight. Everybody just fucking deals with it every year, and they don't get as much shit as this guy got in two trades. So oh, You're right. You're that's right. my whole piece right. on that. 
All right. So speaking of nerd things, Dragon Ball's Light of Hope, released by Robot Underdog. Dude, fucking awesome. I think I mentioned this before. Robot Underdog is like a, this production company. Yeah. They are crowdsourced, fan-funded. Fan yeah, it's yeah. fan-made stuff. Yeah. They made a live-action Dragon Ball Z, you know, mini-episode thing last year. Um, they're basing it off one particular storyline, so you don't, like, in this particular storyline, Goku and Vegeta are dead. Gohan and Trunks that they're focusing on. Okay. And the androids, right? And the androids. Episode one, like I said, was about a year and change ago, and it was really good. Episode two and three came out, dude, and it was amazing. It was so well done. I enjoyed the shit out of it. It left you in a great spot to to go forward. Some of the acting is... It's a little subpar. I mean, they're not all professional actors. Overall, they did a great job. The girl who plays Android 18, she's smoking hot. She stunt doubled for ScarJo in one of the Avengers movies. Nice. So she's a legit badass. She has her own movie on, on Netflix. It's Lady Bloodfight or some shit like that. Okay. Um, she, yeah, she's dope. So yeah, both the guys who played the... You know, the people who played the androids were good. They switched the guy who played Gohan from the first one to this one. Okay. This guy did a really good job. The kid who plays Trunks was my... Least favorite? He just... Like... He's trying to show, like, you know, it's a very emotional role. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's like he's trying to put emotion, but you can just hear him reading the lines. Uh, but he's a kid. So I kind of, like, you. let him slide. And then the lady who played Bulma was kind of underwhelming. Lame. She wasn't lame. She was just... I don't know if maybe it was the way her character was written. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, blame the writers because that always works. Just blame the writers. I don't know. She, whatever. But overall, dude, for a production company that was crowdsourced... If you see the special effects on, like, when the guy goes Super Saiyan yeah. and the, you know, the key blasts and all that shit and the uh-huh. explosions and the flying, you see that and you wonder what those people would do with a $200 million budget from a big studio and you're excited. They'd probably... If you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, you're excited. They'd probably crap their pants. You think so? Why? Because that's a big budget. I mean, you're, you're going from something small, something small beans that you're very intimately involved with. To then having to do this two hundred million dollar budget, like that's just not, or even fifty million dollars. Give, give okay, them fifty fine. mil. They, you know, they are so intimately knowledgeable of the of the story and the okay. characters that it, it would be hard to fuck that. Up. Okay, all right, no problem. Speaking of things that were seemingly very hard to fuck up. <laughs> The Justice League. But they League. somehow managed anyway. Unfucking believable. The Justice League came out and it was hot. I'm not going to say garbage. It, it was, was hot garbage. It was, listen, it was just not great. Like, we realized. I mean, it wasn't Suicide Squad hot garbage, but it was lukewarm garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, real, we, we came to the realization that um, Superman faked his own death and then committed insurance fraud. <laughs> the Flash killed. Fuck. The Flash killed a family in a van in a truck because yep. he tried to push them out of the way of a blast. He snapped all of their necks. Yeah, they all died. So he's a murderer. Superman commits insurance fraud. Batman's fat. Um, Yo, what the fuck, yeah, dude? Yeah, bro. I'm telling you. Aquaman is probably an alcoholic. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Cyborg has seen all of you and your mother's nude photos that you've taken. Absolutely. Because he's the world's greatest hacker. He's basically Julian Assange. Um, Fuck that guy. And Wonder Woman is your shining light? Yeah. She's she's what you got. Listen, like, 
you we're not gonna get into the whole thing here if you guys want to check out our extended version and of our see thoughts us. You can and see yeah us. and you can take take a peek at your boys you can see us on nerdos on youtube it's a it's a yeah. another podcast i'm on we had half on we did a little collaboration there and it, it was awesome we went to the, we all went to see the movie together and then recorded the episode right after yes we had a ton of fun so shots to my boys at nerdos and uh yeah you can check it out and see the full justice league we, we do like a in the beginning we did like a spoiler free part and oh, then yeah. if you still haven't seen the movie which i recommend you don't then you can keep going through and, and just listen to everything we yeah. say about it and we roast the shit out of it some of us do some of these guys actually were pretty leaning on it i thought which was disturbing yeah you you run with a weird crowd when you're not around me yeah well <laughs> can i tell you my boys are my boys <laughs> always so let's talk about a guy who wears a glove and his name isn't michael jackson and he's not a pedophile thanos the Infinity Gauntlet trailer rocked our world. Have at it, bro. Came out and it just went. Most watched trailer in the history of YouTube, like in the first 24 hours or yep. some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I will tell you, listen, here's the thing. I watched the trailer. I had also seen the Comic-Con and D23 trailers. I watched those, the, the I guess the bootleg versions or the illegal versions, if you want to call mm-hmm. them. Um... Wait, wait, you, you forgot. You watched the trailers and masturbated while you were watching the trailers. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. My trailer count for watching the Infinity Wars trailer, the actual one, is probably somewhere in the teens, right? Jesus Christ. Um, Now, I mean, I've made no qualms about the fact that I am a Marvel boy. Like, I like Marvel more than I like DC. It's just been my thing. Um, I will tell you, I was a bit worried <laughs> about the trailer. It's not what I thought it was going to be because they had, because I had seen the other ones and I was like, oh, there's some cool things that they could put in there, you know, like it's just, man, I still think it's going to be a good movie. It's going to be fun. And I don't really understand that all the, the garbage they were getting about how Thanos looked, you know, I saw a bunch of memes about it. He oh, it's like because a, he kind of looked pink. Whereas in the other he's, movies, he's, he's more purple. purple. Yeah. Like, but, but like, guys, the other movies, they showed him in fucking space in the, there's no fucking light. Like in this, she, he was yeah. backlit. It was in like a fight. Like, you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Like, chill the fuck out, dude. Yeah. I, I just don't understand that part. Um, I saw people turning him into a meme. He was a Ninja Turtle. He was Homer Simpson. Yeah, like, that was, yeah, the Homer, <laughs> the Homer Simpson one was funny. In the end, the Marvel movie's going to fit its, I guess, what do you call it? It's going to fit its kind of map like it's roadmap for what happens um i'm really excited to see what happens next i'm starting to lean on the, the fourth movie being gauntlet called in uh avengers gauntlet well i thought that um yeah you, yes she did she was she she supposedly leaked it at a press junk at one time where she said oh yeah we're getting ready to shoot gauntlet speaking of leaks really quick something i found interesting the other day so they had a panel on the agents of shield people uh-huh. And Ming Na. Yes, I saw that. So they asked her if there was ever going to be a crossover with her and the Inhumans, and she was like, "Oh, I think that show got." Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, I can't multitask, haha." So she kind of just blurted out that the show got canceled. Yeah, the canceled, gone. Dude, can you imagine if the fucking people from the show didn't know that? Oh yeah. And that's how they found out. They were just like, "Oh, oh dude, damn. that's fucking brutal." Damn. So the Infinity Gauntlet uh, trailer came out. I was really impressed with it. It looked, it was cool. It looked neat. It had all the, it had a lot of the. Um, so you had a beef with some of the shit that was missing from yeah, the other trailers, but, or you know, the thing was is that I don't know how far we're gonna get. So like in the trailer, you see Cap with his squad, which included um, Falcon, 
War Machine. In Hulk. the older one or in this no, one? No, in this one. In this okay. One. Hulk, Scarlet Witch, Black Panther. Who the hell else was in there? Somebody else was in there. And it's just like, what is going on? Like, how do all these people come together? Also, Wakanda seems to be the place where a lot of this shit's going down. Which leads people to believe that that one, that, that the next Infinity Stone, the final one that's out there, the Soul Stone, is in, is Wakanda? in Wakanda. Yeah, that it's... Well, isn't it that Black Panther, there's like some stone that gives him... He goes to like this other plane of existence and that's some how he gets his strength and all that stuff. That's yeah. probably, that, that might be the reality gem. No, no, no. The reality gem is the, is the ether. Oh, okay. That's the reality gem. So you have, yeah, you want to go over them? We can do this. Yeah, rock and roll. So the Tesseract, right? The Tesseract is your blue stone. It's the one, it's a square. Because remember, not all of these are stones now, right? Yeah, no, they still haven't like harvested. Yeah, exactly. So your Tesseract is your space stone. Okay. All right? Because it's able to open up portals to different to different spaces and everything else. Remember, that's how they got rid of the, the Red Skull, was that they just kind of lorded him out somewhere. Okay. Which is why people believe that he may come, come back, back one day, because they don't know where he went. It's also how they got all of the Chitaru in from outside the other side of the, the, the universe over to Earth. Sure. All right, your Aether, which was in Thor, the Two. Dark World. Yes. That's your reality stone, because it's got a different bunch of realities in it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The orb, which was seen in Guardians of the Galaxy, that's your power stone. It gives you superpower. You can kill anything organic on a planet if you touch the planet with it, right? The Loki scepter, which is Vision's now stone. Head gem. That's the mind stone, right? Okay. So that they took out. They put it in Vision. You see in the trailer that they're taking it out of Vision, so we will see what happens there. Yeah. And then you have the time stone, which is the... Eye of Agamotto. Eye of Agamotto, which was in Doctor Strange. Every, so the last one that you're waiting for is the Soul, soul Stone. Stone, and everyone just kind of assumes that the Soul Stone is in is, Black Panther. Is in Black Panther because yeah. that's the last movie that comes out before Infinity. Infinity, War. and then you have I think Ant Man and the Wasp. I think is the one that comes yep. after. Yep, you have Ant Man and the Wasp, and then I don't you have Captain Marvel too? And then no, you bro, have Captain Marvel comes out after. Yeah. Oh wow, Captain Marvel comes out before. Uh, I can look it up. Hang on. Well, it, you know, it, here's the thing. Here's the other thing that might that's going to throw the wrench into it. Who knows what's going to happen? Because they... Listen, if the next movie... So this movie, the Infinity War is supposed to be a heist movie, right? Thanos is going around. The Avengers are going around trying to collect the Infinity Stones to see who can collect them first, right? Now, they went into shooting the second one, which we'll call the Infinity Gauntlet, right? Mm -hmm. Avengers Infinity Gauntlet. Well, what if halfway through shooting, the deal breaks? Oh, boy. Then they get Fox. Because, you know, they wouldn't throw the mutants in for this. Like, you won't... Like, I know people were all like, oh, Wolverine... Hugh Jackman said he'll come back as Wolverine only if he's in an Avengers movie. That's cool. But he really doesn't have a place in that. Wolverine was never one of those big hitters. No, I already... Listen, I already fantasized how they would do this. How they'd start to intro the mutants. Well, hold on. So, the thing is, is that this is your deus ex machina, right? Like, this is Reed Richards. He comes in. (laughs) He comes in. And he is the one to figure out, because he's done it before. He's the one to figure out how to defeat Thanos, right? Then you take whoever you've casted as Reed Richards. He becomes your new Tony Stark, because after the fourth one, all these guys are going to kind of fade away. And so now you have your smart genius. Plus, you can bounce him off of fucking Spider-Man, who's supposed to be a super genius too, right? And then you can go from there. And know? and if you do and if you do do the deal, you also have Beast, who's a whatever. Yeah, blah, blah, exactly, blah. Yeah. exactly, exactly. And so you'll you have to, plenty of smarts yeah. to, to to 
found, yeah. you know, to do all this shit. Yeah, and, and then that's where... Oh, fuck, did I just forget how to tell you this shit? Dude, these smarts did. But then that's also fuck. that's also where you can bring in Wolverine, too, because in Wolverine won't probably ne- won't necessarily need to be in the fourth Avengers film, but he can be part of a new Avengers team because he was part of a new Avengers, Avengers team. As like, was Beast. As was Beast. Like, they, oh, they can be part of that. I think... I think some individuals, and not many, I would believe, but some individuals believe that just if this deal gets done, that Avengers 4 is going to be like just this fucking no. overflow Absolutely of people. Not. Listen, we'd read that Kevin Feige had two flowcharts, right? One was as the universe currently exists, and the other one was the if we got the rights to these yeah. people back. So I guess that's going to be put to the test if this deal actually goes through. But if I had to guess... Right, my you know speculation on how they would introduce this Avengers Four ends. It's the culmination of the first three or three phases. Yeah, phase, right. Phase one, two, and three of all of this thing, and it's awesome. And we're we're I'm even my dumbass who hates clapping in movie theaters is clapping because I fanboyed out and it was awesome. Fucking credits roll. Everybody's kind of sitting around. There's no mid credit, and people are like, "What the fuck? Is there no post credit here?" And it finally gets to the end, and it's just kind of like, like a, you see like a tree and like the sunlight like really close up through the leaves, and they just cut zoom out and zoom out and zoom out. And you start hearing like, boy, like kids' voices or whatever, and then eventually just zooms out to that familiar sign, Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Boom, post credits ends. Everybody goes home and jerks off like nine times. Okay, I that's, can see that. That's how you fucking intro the X Men into the MCU. Okay. You don't have to cast anybody. You don't have to do anything. You just give them that sign. Okay. And people will lose their fucking minds. And then what? Then... But here's the other thing that happens then. What happens to X-Men Dark Phoenix? What happens to this whole crew now? Fuck everything that they're doing. Fuck everything that they've done. Okay. So they wipe You wipe that shit and uh, never talk, talk about it again. Except for Hugh Jackman. Recast everyone. If you can get Patrick Stewart back, great. Let, let me rephrase. You don't have to recast everyone. You can keep James McAvoy. You can keep Michael Fassbender. I, can, I, I, think I love James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. You can keep Sophie Turner as Jean. I love her. I'm not thrilled about her in that role, but you can keep her. She didn't do badly in the other one. Everybody else got to go. Every, the, okay. eh, Nightcrawler, the kid who played Nightcrawler was all right. But the kid who played Cyclops, the kid from Ready Player One, bye. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Olivia Munn as Psylocke. Love her. No. Bye. Uh, the guy who they had to play Angel slash Archangel. Die slowly. Oscar Isaac is Apocalypse. No. Alexandra Ship they can keep as Storm. She was great. But that's it. Okay. Everybody else, I gotta go. Okay. Just start it all over. Like, n- like the last 20 years of Fox X-Men movies were a bad dream. Okay. Oh, and 100%, without question, you do not make Channing Tatum... Gambit. Fucking Gambit. No. No. <laughs> uh. How do you really feel? Yeah, you know that movie kept getting... This This is when I knew this deal was legit. When they announced like a month ago, production's about to start on Gambit. And then like two weeks later, it got pushed back again. Yeah. That's when I knew this shit's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because good. Disney's like, no. No, no yeah. we're good. Yeah, we're not doing any of this. All of it's going to get postponed. Oh my God, so great. All of it's going to get postponed. So, All touch of that me stuff. in those secret places. And there's a lot of concern about 
Disney now having like the monopoly on all the superhero properties and how they've not been able to work with some of the directors in some of these movies and they're limiting people's creativity and whatever. Fuck that. You want to be creative? Go to somewhere else. You're going to make a superhero movie. We want to see superhero movies done right. Yeah. Give me my X-Men, dude. Case in point, you want to be creative? Go be Zack Snyder and make the Justice League. Yeah, go ahead. And then see what happens. Yeah, good luck. But no, I want a proper beast. I want a proper rogue. Nice. Rogue, dude, just come on. If there's one character you got to get right, is Rogue. Okay. Whatever. I'm excited. I can't wait. Fucking wait till that shit gets announced. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm more excited about that or Giancarlo Stan. It's really difficult. To... <laughs> I would stick with Giancarlo Stan for right now because that's real. <sighs> yeah, I know it's really happened, dude. But I mean, I've been like, I wasn't even waiting for that. I've been waiting for this. How how many messages have you and I exchanged? About oh yeah, this? like what what would happen if this oh, happened? God, yeah. Do we talk about it like every other week? I know. I shit. know. I, know. I can't fucking wait. Well, you know, this week is my playoffs. And currently, as we record this, as we record this, I am waiting for a young man, maybe you guys have heard of him, his name is Tom Brady, to drop 5 billion points and get me into the championship No, what do you need for real? What is it, 30? I need 38 points between Tom Brady and Rex Burkhead. So we are recording this before the game even started. It is 745 on a Monday night. And... We and they're playing who? They're playing the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Uh-huh. And so two weeks ago when they played each other, I need 38 points. Combined, two weeks ago, Tom Brady and Rex Burkhead scored 37. Aye. So this is... Aye. Also, during as we were recording this, I got a text from our fantasy group. A buddy of mine was, I guess, at Publix, and he was wearing his Titans shirt because he's a Titans fan. And a, he called her a old Haitian lady, asked if he was a Titans fan. And he said, yes, I am. And she said, I hope Tom Brady dies. No, she said, death to Tom Brady. (laughs) But Tom Brady's not a titan. I don't know. And so um, apparently Tom Brady has a hex on him. So if by any chance Tom Brady has another eight-point game like he did last week, I'm going to find this woman. And murder her. And I am going to ensure that she is no longer able to do the things she just did. Gotcha. Okay. That's so funny. That's my fantasy football update on my end. Like, my end was that. Look, I screwed up last week. So we have a two-week uh, playoff system. Oh, okay. So every, How does that work? So four teams make the playoffs out of four out of ten. Uh, the playoffs are only four weeks. First two weeks, you play your game. Second two weeks, you play the championship game or the cons- consolation round, right? So first week, I scored 140 points. However... I lost. Re- no, 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 I won. Oh. However, I left Rex Burkhead on my bench, and he scored 22. I could have had almost 160 points, which would make today's game oh, null and void. Oh, because it adds up to two totals. It adds up to two totals. Okay. So it would have made today's game null and void, which would have been perfect. That's an interesting system. Yeah. And so now I went in with a, I think it was an almost 12, was it, I think it was like 30-point lead last week. And so he came back, and he... He had Antonio fucking Brown, and he had like, and this is the guy. Listen, mind you, this is the number one seed. I was the number four seed going into the playoffs. He was number one. The guy was consistently scoring 115, 120 points all for at least the last four or five games, right? Sure. And he 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 has the highest point total in the league. Everything else, right? So statistically, I I, I went into the first game knowing as the underdog. Yeah, as a super underdog. Sure. Knowing that this probably wasn't going to work out really well. But then my team went and did the unthinkable and scored 140 points. And so now 
I become high and mighty, and I want to get into this championship game. Fuck yeah, dude. I got Brady. I got Rex. Let's do this. We got 38 points. 38 points to do between two of these guys, right? Yeah. That's all I need. All I think I that need. I think that's super doable, dude. First of all, Tom Brady on Monday Night Football is automatic. So I did some I did some t- statistic looking, right? So Tom Brady on Monday Night Football. So he has thrown three or more touchdowns on Monday Night Football. The majority of his Monday Night Football games. Yeah. Also, in 2001, Tom Brady threw for over 500 yards and four touchdowns against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean that was a long time ago, but he can definitely he can duplicate that. You guys are trash. It's you're in a lot better fucking shape than I am, buddy. Yeah, yeah, because you you started Josh McCown. Hi. So you, as you know, you guys might know, I'm in two leagues. One of them I gave up about halfway through the season. It was terrible. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm even do that fucking league next year. I haven't gone out of. I've I don't think I've had a better than a seventh place finish in that league since I've been in it. In the other one, the playoff one, that's a co-owned league that I'm in. We've won. Two out of five chips since we've been in that league. And last year we lost in the championship to Tyreek Hill and his 80-yard run. Fucker. So this year we were the fourth seed also. And we had a situation at quarterback. Matthew Stafford was questionable coming in. He had a banged up hand. So the concern was what happens if he gets hit and he's out of the game. And now we don't have, you know, our starting quarterback. So we started doing some digging. We looked at the schedule matchups and all that. And the Jets were playing Denver. And Denver's defense was so bad, they made Jay Cutler look like an actual starting quarterback. Okay, go ahead. I know what you're going to say about the Aqib Tlaib thing. But, you know, it's not like he was only targeting one receiver. Okay. He was throwing that. He was slinging that ball up and down the field. And the the running game was on point. Okay. So. I'm just saying. It, you know, it looked like a good matchup. And if you look at Josh McCown's previous weeks. Uh Uh-huh. He had two 30-point weeks in a row. Not had a week under 20 points. I think he's only had three of those the whole season. He had one really bad one that was like a four-point week. But he's had a good year. And most recently, he's been on a hot streak. So I thought it was a safe bet. He'd give me 15, 20 points. That's all I needed. All right. All I needed. Well, four sacks and an interception later, he gets concussed. He leaves the game. And he gives me negative three (laughs) Fucking points. And now I'm down 28 points with Kenyon Drake left to play tonight. Yep. And Le'Veon Bell played his ass off last night and got me 30 points. And Kenyon Drake ain't Le'Veon Bell. No. So unless he's going to, I don't know what the fuck, I'm sunk. And it's really frustrating, dude. Any of of Josh McCown's point totals for the season, including that four-point game, would have put me in so much a better position. Because then I'd only need 21 points from Drake, which is doable. Drake. Well, somebody's out for the Dolphins. Yeah, Williams, Williams the, the other right? running back. So Drake's okay. going to get all the carries. Yeah, exactly. But the problem is that Bill Belichick knows that. Yeah. And Bill Belichick's going to be like, make Jay Cutler beat you because Jay Cutler can't. And it's, yeah, it works. I have Kenny Stills on my bench. If Kenny, Still goes, Kenny Stills goes off, I'm going to be super annoyed. Yeah, I feel you. Well, how about this one? My boy Freeman that I played, yeah. that motherfucker started Josh Gordon, who got him 13 points. I told everybody to start Josh Gordon. It's fucking him. ridiculous. I told everybody to start Josh Gordon. What the fuck, dude? I don't know. I don't know what you didn't see. He was primed, ready for a game. Mind you, he only had one touchdown early in the game. The Browns are terrible. Deshaun Kaiser sucks. But I'm telling you, he was primed for this. No, dude. That's 
still okay. terrible. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's the fantasy update. <laughs> you know, I'd say pray for me, but I don't like my chances even if you do. Uh, Twenty-eight points, dude, from Kenyon Drake. If bro, well, the best part about it is, so I don't know if I've ever showed you. Every year on in our league, we find like a picture of a bunch of dudes on a boat. Uh huh. And then as people start getting eliminated, we start like juxtaposing our faces on them. And then Nika Mike, he got he made like a shirt one year of the boat picture. These guys already put my mine and Plex's picture on the boat scene, even though it's not over. I would like nothing more on this earth to come back than to win this fucking game and just oh my god, the biggest double barrel middle finger to win. Oh my god, it'd be so great. Yeah, so great. It'd but be- it's probably gonna happen. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, no, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. I'm sorry. Oh well. Okay. Another, another. At least starting next year with my keepers, I got Le'Veon Bell and Leonard Fournette. Good luck with that. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's gonna be. Although Leonard Fournette has been getting injured a lot, I'm just saying. Yeah, but he still came out this week and gave me 18 points. He did it. He he did what he did exactly what he needed to do. Bro, Cooper Cup gave me 18 points. I know. I saw that yesterday. I was like, holy shit, dude. Negative three points. Yeah, I know. Fuck. That sucks. Oh, so man. on to one disaster and on to another one. <laughs> Would you say speaking of one disaster? Speaking <laughs> of one disaster and now on to another one. Donald <laughs> Trump. He declared. Our, our monthly, weekly, whatever, often we do this segment on. On the big orange man in the, in the White House? Yeah, <clears throat> on this buffoon. Donald Trump declared Jerusalem. To be the capital of Israel. Yeah. Now, I, when we, we had this on the show sheet, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I really don't care. I don't care. I don't, I did not have an opinion on the matter. I know pe- some people were going to get super pissed off. I knew some people were going to get, you know, annoyed. I was just like, I don't care. And then you hit me with a few great nuggets of information. Yeah. So the, the thing that I saw that was most fascinating, the reason I put this on the sheet was apparently... Uh, very devout evangelical people have been pushing for the U.S. to do this for quite some time because they feel that this move will bring about the apocalypse, which will then usher in the second coming. So they are basically acknowledging that this thing that we that this fucktard just did could actually bring about the end of the world, and they're perfectly okay with it. They're they're they not perfect. They were advocating it. This is their Christmas. They just got their present. It's amazing. I don't understand I, that. It, wow. First of all, the arrogance that you have to have to assume that when the end of the world comes... It's going to be because you, of something you did. No, 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 no. Fuck that. That the end of the world's going to come and that you got a free ticket into the into the big shiny... I've got the golden ticket. Gates. Like, who the fuck are you, dude? How the hell do you know? You're absolutely right. They don't. Number one. Number two, willing to sacrifice everyone the fuck else who isn't a lunatic shitbag like you are. Yep. So that you can maybe sort of get into your theoretical make-believe special place. Yep. This they, is... They need to go to their safe space. This is the, so fucked up, dude. They, like, the Palestinian world is... uh Like, as if we haven't pissed these people off enough. Yep. It's like, yeah, let's just double down on it. All kinds of shit is happening, and you're making a bad situation worse for not for theory. 
we're definitely insulating ourselves from the rest of the world. Now, some people will tell you that we just needed somebody, a strong person to come do this, to come make judo-Christian, I guess, sentiments part of every day of the life. We need to go back to when America imposed their will on the world. And, I mean... Dude, but if the whole object is to create peace... Yes. You just did the exact opposite of that. No, because what they see is that you will have peace through this graphic and bloody war. Oh, okay. That's, that, great. that's the way it is. That's awesome. Bro. That's... These are the same people who are going to elect a pedophile. Mm. Yeah. Like, well, what can I tell you? Like, it's. I saw this meme, and it was Jesus sitting with a little girl, and it says, I know he raped you, Sally, but think of the seats. And it said, Republican, Republican Jesus. Yeah, well, that is a as, as an effective transition as we're going to get to the other Trump story, which is them backing Roy Moore. Yeah. So the, the my favorite part of this whole shit was I saw another meme that was like, actually it wasn't a meme, it was a Twitter exchange. I don't know if you saw the one between Roy Moore and Jimmy Kimmel. So Roy Moore called out Jimmy Kimmel for calling him out okay. and basically challenged him to a fight. But apparently the commotion touched a nerve because today Roy Moore lashed out at me. He wrote, Jimmy Kimmel, if you want to mock our Christian values, come down here to Alabama and do it man to man. But the bottom line is this. I accept the invitation. I will come down there. And I think you're actually going to like this, Roy. I'm going to come down to Gadsden, Alabama with a team of high school cheerleaders, okay? <laughs> we'll meet you at the mall. Don't worry, I can get you in. And if, when the girls and I show up, if you can control yourself and behave, if you can somehow manage to keep little Roy in your little cowboy pants, <laughs> when those nubile young cheerleaders come bounding in, you and I will sit down at the food court, we'll have a little Panda Express, <laughs> and we'll talk about Christian values. So, later on, Roy Moore sends out this other tweet. He's like, they're, they're just afraid that I'm, gonna t that I'm gonna take Alabama values to Washington. And some guy responded with, what's the Alabama values? You guys are 47th in education, 48th in crime. Like, just bought their, like, the bottom three in every. He showed them the receipts, yeah. basically. Every out, important statistic in this country. That's what you're taking away. Like, you're a fucktard, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, this guy. And Alabama, listen to me. I know you guys are not going to hear this in time for the special election. And I'm sorry. I wanted to get this out to you guys before for the three of you from Alabama that may or may not be listening. I don't even know. You cannot possibly think it's okay to choose party over a baby diddler. Like, it cannot yeah, be this Bro, way. You, you don't understand. It, they've turned the Republican Party into a religion. And this is what happens. It's so bad, dude. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I agree with you. It's really bad. I saw another awesome one. They were like, oh... So if you if you can't sell cake to gay people because that means you're endorsing homosexuality, doesn't voting for a pedophile mean you're endorsing pedophilia? Yeah. Like, and somehow they're going to deny this over and over and over and over again. Even Republican senators and congressmen who've come out and said, yeah, I believe he did this, have now backtracked because the RNC is now funding this asshole. Yeah. They've now backtracked and said... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we still got to vote for him because party's more important. I, what? Oh, no. Roy Moore himself dropped this one the other day. This gem. All the amendments after the 10th, we need to get rid of them because they've complicated this country. Yeah, that was in 2011 at the speech that he yeah. had. 
He said that everything after the 10th Amendment has made this country bad. Yeah. He, Which was like abolishing slavery, giving women the right to vote, giving blacks the right to vote. Yes. He also he also equated to that the country was better when families were, were closer, in, including the slave times. Yeah. Yeah, this dude is a You people rejects. cannot elect this guy. And oh, no, no. It's there was they a, cannot. They will elect this there guy. There was a Fox News poll that came out that said that Doug Jones was in the lead. And the yeah. person who posted it on my Instagram account that I follow was uh, a girl has no president. Her The thing she reposted, I don't know if it was her idea or not, but I saw the post. And it was like, they're just trying to make Democrats comfortable. So that they don't. So yeah. they don't turn out. And I thought that was really smart that they posted that out there because it's so true, dude. Yeah. Like, every fucking body who has a soul and a conscience needs to show up and vote for this other dude. Because you can't, we cannot have this guy assisting in the running of our country. Yeah. No, 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 Yeah. So that's politics. Uh, what else we got? That's politics, man. do 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 So, continuing on with some of the serious shit, but not necessarily political, it's time for AP class. But I don't want to do my homework. I know. You never want to do I homework. never do my homework. I know. I, I sent this fool an article to, to read about one of the other topics that we're going to do. And right before the show started, I'm like, oh, did you read it? He's like, what article? Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at, guys. But Basically, well, here's the thing. This show is based loosely around school, and I was never really good in school. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I just wasn't. I mean, come on. Let's be honest with ourselves. Y- you know, I, I'm a guy who just kind of skated by. That's, you did. That's what I did. Eh. But I did it well. You I did. did. I did it in And style. you're white, so it works. It does. It does. It does. I was, but that it, no, no longer in this world. That doesn't work as well as it used to. Now in this world, we get, that's another show for another time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that sounded like we were gonna go somewhere really good. No, 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 no. Let's go to the AP class. The AP, AP class is really good this week. We are gonna talk about. Well, you know what? First, we're gonna start off with porn. Yeah, uh, sort of. Well, not sort of porn. Like porn. The girl. Her name is August Ames. She is a adult film star. She was <laughs> was an adult film star. She was 23, 24 years old. I have never perused her movies. Um, just it's not something that I do. Don't like to, <laughs> ass. to do any of that kind of stuff. But um, she was found dead earlier this week or over the weekend, right? Yeah, she. Wow, her birthday literally just passed too. I think her birthday was my birthday. It was the thirtieth, no, December fifth. Oh, she her birthday was the fifth. Okay. Twenty three. So she's a. She was a Canadian. Okay. Her Canadian. Her real name is Mercedes Grabowski. Oh. Yeah, so she committed suicide as a result of what a lot of people believe was an incident of cyberbullying. Okay. Apparently, she was going, she'd been contracted or potentially getting contracted to do a scene with a guy who'd previously done gay porn. Okay. She put out a a tweet. Tweet. I read the tweet. It was something to the effect of, hey, listen, to whoever's going to take her place in this shoot, just let let them know that the guy who, who you're shooting with today, shooting the scene with, has done gay porn. Respect your body. I do my homework. That kind yeah. of thing. Well, this is, uh, you're actually pretty spot on with that. How about that? So she, that's what she said, and she got a whole shit ton of back. Like I remember seeing like on... On the article I read, because I don't have Twitter, but on the article I read, I saw some of the responses to the tweet. Yeah. There was like a, 
a magazine, I guess they're like a gay magazine or whatever, and they were like, oh, we want to interview about that. What do you mean by that? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then she just started getting all this shit on all her social media uh-huh. about the tweet or whatever. And that's kind of where I wanted to start because why does, does it, why is this anybody's fucking problem? It's okay. her job. Yes. She gets paid to do these scenes uh-huh. if she wants to do them or if she doesn't want to do them. She didn't want to fucking do it. She didn't have to fucking do it. That's not their problem. Why does anybody care? Okay. Now, you've gone a little slippery slope here, right? So, if that's the case, then these these guys in, where were they, Colorado, who didn't want to make the gay cake? I hate calling it the gay cake. But mm-hmm. who didn't want to make the cake for the gay couple? Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do it. And why should they do it? Okay. Different because she is a contracted individual who's perform who's performing a scene with this person. Okay. Okay. This dude's big in a cake. And to his him- his his argument was a religious belief argument. Okay. We don't know. We have no idea because the information is not out there. What she knew about the actor that was playing opposite her. Uh-huh. We don't know because we've never watched and we don't know anything about that industry what the well, gay male gay porn industry is I'll, like. I'll tell you what it is. So the thing is is that some of the gay porn industries do not <clears throat> um I guess she felt did not follow the same kind of criteria that maybe the, the testing guidelines yeah. for them aren't the same as it is for the hetero mm-hmm. porn. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. She was a person who made an informed decision about her body that uh-huh. could potentially affect her health. Okay. You making a gay cake is just not making a gay cake is you being an asshole. Okay. Your neither your health nor your marriage nor your sexuality nor your sexual orientation or anything like that was going to be threatened by you making this fucking cake. Okay? This is her body, her uh-huh. potential physical well-being that maybe she was or not or was not concerned about, we don't know. And she had a right to refuse it. And she did. And then she got and they went ape the shit on her for yeah. it. And if you guys think that's a little hypocritical on my part, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear the feedback. Uh-huh. But I, I don't, I, I don't see how they're the same thing. I really don't. I can see how they're similar, man. Look, I will tell you this: a lot of times people equate baking and cooking to sex. It's okay. Just very similar. You're <laughs> jabroni. You little jabroni, Rudy Pooh. Now I will tell you that. These men, this man owned his bakery. It was his bakery. Mm-hmm. And he did not want to make a cake for why? a gay couple. But why? Because why? he felt it, it encroached on his religious beliefs. And also his why? individuals. Because that's what he believed in. She believes. Here's the thing. Whether it's not it's fact or fiction, right? She believed. Huh? 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 She believed that having a scene with an individual who had done gay porn led to safety issues for her right now here's the thing Mm -hmm. now what if this guy believed that making a cake for a gay couple was gonna make him gay was going to affect the safety of his business why maybe other people maybe other straight people who don't like gay people how would like find out like oh i'm not gonna go shop there anymore why okay okay i mean i think they're very similar I think there's a large difference between baking a cake and getting fucked, but this is my personal opinion. I don't know. Do you stick something inside of them to see if it's done? <laughs> I don't know. I've never baked a cake. You do. You stick a little toothpick in. Oh, okay. And I'm... the same thing goes for sex. Sure. Make sure it's done. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. I, I, 
I have a hard time making that connection, man. I understand your premise. And she was going to have a hard time making the connection, too. She did. Oh, and my God. These puns are great. Yeah. I guess maybe the other... the I don't know where this cake thing was. I know it's Colorado, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know how many fucking cake shops they had in their immediate vicinity. I don't know if that was like, oh, man, if I don't get my cake here, I can't get my fucking cake anywhere. (laughs) I don't know. Right? But this one chick decided she didn't want to do this scene. And fine. Uh Let's, Let's say you're right. Okay. Does her making that choice... Uh-huh. And making the choice public. Uh-huh. Give people the right to torment her on social media. Here's the thing about social media. It is the world's worst sports bar. So Twitter, in general, is the world's worst sports bar. So take, for example, this lady. She put it out there. She said, listen, this is my opinion. Yo, look, I get on Twitter, and especially during the heat run during the playoffs, like I would tweet out the word fuck all the time. It's not something that I normally tweet out now, you know, but I would. And it's just you, a lot of the times, depending on who you are on the social media atmosphere. If you're a celebrity, you have a lot, your echo chamber is a lot bigger, right? Like you have right. a lot more people. You have fans, you have people who don't like you or are following you just so that they can roast you for whatever you do, right? Now, you give her the opportunity to write this, right? She writes something that she firmly believed in. And whether or not it's true or not, maybe maybe it is. Maybe maybe the subs, the standards for homosexual porn are subpar to what they are in straight porn. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do this. If this guy may or may not have been tested for something, I'm not going to do this, which is absolutely commendable, right? However, in that echo chamber of Twitter, what's going to happen is that her fans are going to see it and be like, yeah, we stand up for you. And then four or five fans who hate her. No, but like, it wasn't four no, or no, no, five. No, no, no. But dude. what I'm going to say is uh-huh. they're, they're going to link it to these pro-gay sites and everything uh-huh. else. And then they're going to run with it. And then you have trolls who are just getting involved to get involved. Dude, because the only place I follow her was on Instagram. Because that's the only like social media uh-huh. I have. Yeah. Even on post, because she didn't post that on Instagram. She would just post like a fucking picture. Yeah. And then you go to the comments and everybody's just... Like trashing her. her, yeah. And you're just like, dude, why is this your fucking problem? It's not. But they want to make it their problem because that's what they want. It's so incredible. And then it's like, what really drove me up the wall is like, let's say a lot of this shit was coming from the gay community, which we don't know if it was or it no, wasn't. No, we don't. We don't. That's the problem with all but this. Assume, but let's let's speculate for a second that, that maybe some of it was. Okay. You yourself are a marginalized community. Yes. You should be more sensitive to to this yes. than almost anybody else. Yeah. And yet you went full on attack. Uh-huh. And this because they're absolutely chick just killed herself. Now, end of the day, you killed yourself. You made that choice. Absolutely that's right. Absolutely but we don't right. know if she had mental like we don't know what the rest of her life was like. No, All I know don't. is that, you know, she felt like she had no way out, maybe it was regret, maybe and, I don't know. And she needed to she needed to get out. And it sucked, dude. It's a life that was lost that had no business being lost. And can it, I ask you something? Did you like her porn? She's pretty hot. She wasn't my favorite, but she's pretty hot. Okay. I'm just asking because I had never seen her. She's pretty hot. She she was when she first came out, she was really hot and then like she did the whole thing to her mouth. What does that mean? The the inject you know, the injections oh, to yeah, like yeah, swell yeah. up her lips more. So okay. I, it kind of like just it didn't look as good on her as it does in other cases sometimes. Oh, okay. 
but but she's pretty hot, man. And uh, and for all intents and purposes, like if you just follow her, like her Instagram, like she'd post like text messages from her and her mom. Like she's a pretty cool, okay. normal, she's pretty down to earth. Okay, okay. Now speaking of the pitfalls of social media, sure. So, now then, there are the you have the activist point of it, right? So right. Greg Schiano, okay, who almost got the job at Tennessee as the Tennessee coach, which is funny because I was there. During yeah, you're, you're a, I was there after affiliated to the whole Tennessee thing. So I, I was I was in Knoxville after they said no to him, and it was a big deal, huge deal up mm-hmm. there. And so they told him no because of his involvement with Sandusky. That name just sounds terrible. Yeah, it's fucking shit. Like, like you say, like the other day there was uh, a dude, there was a dude totally unrelated to that dude named Sandusky in somewhere, and I'm like, you should, I I don't like you. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta change your name. And so now he wasn't able to get a job, mm-hmm. right now. I don't know much about I don't know much about Greciano, right? Like mm-hmm. I know some of his coaching history and this and that, but I don't know how involved was he with the child raping. Okay, so let's cover his coaching history real quick. He was a average coach. Yeah. He he won some games at Rutgers, which is historically a school that doesn't win a lot of football games. Yes, I I know. But it's not like he was winning bowl games, you know what I mean? Okay. He was a he got them in his tenure there, he I think he was one game over 500 total. Which okay. for that school is a win, but it's yeah. not like he was, you know, Mike Leach. He wasn't tearing it up, right? Um, for by all accounts, then he got the job with the Bucks. Okay, he was the Tampa Bay Bucks coach. All right, he was wildly unpopular. <laughs> um, there was an incident he had with a player, or several players, like at a team meeting, and he said some shit that he shouldn't have said, and he was docked some money. He, there was a tampering issue with him, so his coaching record in the NFL was was subpar. less than was less than good. Um, so you know, but we talked about this before on the show. The way these people do this shit with their coaching, they just they just rotate people. Yeah, they don't get anything it's from a the outside door that they just kind yeah. of do whatever they want. So they just recycle dudes. Okay, so th- his being able to get this job is no different than anybody else being able to get that job. Uh, now, as far as his involvement with Sandusky, what uh, uh, what I recall is that the guy, the whistleblower guy, uh-huh. he said that it was like a he, it was like a third party. He said that he had heard that Shiano knew and did nothing about Sandusky, whatever. But he didn't say he knew or that Sandus or that Shiano had told him. Okay, it was. Him repeating a third-party accounting, saying that Shiano, saying that Shiano knows, yeah. Shiano de- denied it, and we don't know it. There, it, there's been no evidence to to state either way that he knew. Right. Okay. So, if you were dealing with innocence of proven guilty here, he hasn't done anything wrong besides being a kind of crap, besides being a crappy NFL coach and an average college football coach to not get that job. So, in, so again. In this sense, the Twitter mob rallied and affected the outcome of somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know necessarily how I feel about all of that. So there was a book that came out. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to remember the name of it. But the premise of the book was the dis- the, di- the dissolving of power, right? So over the years and throughout history, power usually rested on one man, right? It was a king, a Prince, Caesar, Emperor, whatever. Yeah. However, now, recently, power has now dissolved, whereas one person doesn't control all of that. Well, but even even in those days, they'll tell you that, you know, people always had the power. Not always, but that that 
the the ruling party always had to consider the the mob not the mob as in the mafia but the mob as in just the crowd yeah, the general yeah, yeah. populace you know well because there's what? a really famous line from from gladiator i think he knows what rome is rome is the mob conjure magic for them and they'll be distracted we'll take away their freedom and still they'll war you do have to take that into account. Go ahead. I, I, before, I no, 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 no. I was just, I was just, I, I, I was just thinking about it because it boggles my mind that this is the day and age we live in. That there's this, this thing, this machine that can control so much of what we do and control people's lives and can affect people to in a personal matter. And some of it goes back to them needing their thick skin. You know, like for example, like, he, he, here's the thing: she offed herself because of the backlash that she got, like. People have gotten worse, and they've they've, they've lived. Sure, worse. but everybody's situation, everybody's a, a a different person. Everybody's made of different stuff. Oh, I get, I get you, I get you. My, but, but what I'm saying is, look, did what she got get was anything worse than I mean, what Trump gets? I I don't I don't I, yeah like I mean it's it's a matter of perspective, right? Yeah, no, no. But what I'm saying is, some to of it her goes, it was yeah exactly, and some of it goes back to being having a thick skin. Like, look. I'm not blaming her. Like she, she clearly had something else going on that she decided to to off herself, you know. But I mean, you're offing yourself because some people on Twitter or but a dude but who it's jumped not on Twitter and said some, something flew to Africa and when she got off the plane, she didn't have a job anymore. It was relentless. Yeah, dude. I listen. And if she killed herself, we'd be sitting here having the same conversation. I mean, just delete your Twitter account, bro. Yeah, dude. But you in in her in a, in the case of these people, they this is how they make their money. Social media is how they market themselves now. Yeah, but you you, you can, you can don't, shut down and then move on. And you can create a new social media account in three weeks when nobody else cares anymore. And you can go on. I guess, dude. All I'm saying is that here's my biggest beef with all of that. And first of all, I cannot believe that we're in a scenario where you're watching wrestling on your phone <laughs> while I'm talking and it's not the other way around. Yeah, I know. I haven't watched in forever, and you're the one keeping me up to date. This is yeah. so fantastic. It's Samoa Joe just destroyed the shield. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah? Awesome. Yeah. I missed the whole shield reunion. That's why I haven't watched, because I'm so mad that I missed the whole shield reunion thing. Anyway, yeah. she. what I was going to say was, this happened because a bunch of people who were missing information... Jumped on. Jumped on a bandwagon. The Greg Schiano thing was, again, people with missing or incomplete information and then they ran with it piling on that is my problem with the social media thing in general i think it's awesome when it's used when when it's a power that is wielded properly like we'll talk about it a little later yeah fantastic you got facts and logic and and statistics or whatever to back your shit up uh-huh. awesome but when it's just rhetoric and hate dude again we don't know what's going on in her life you know what I mean? Or in her head or in her yeah. biology, her yeah, bi- yeah, yeah, brain yeah. chemistry. You can say she shouldn't have smoked herself. I will say that if these people wouldn't have been such assholes, yeah. she wouldn't have, like, there's a cause and effect. There's a clear yeah. cause and effect. No, here. no, and, and, and I, I don't want it to be misconstrued. This means victim blaming, right? Because, you know, look, something something went wrong and she, she decided that it was that serious that she needed to take drastic measure and, and end her life. I don't think anybody, I don't think anything in this world outside of certain, you know, really emotional things happening to you personally should affect you that deeply, especially this. This was something you stupid you flipped at the mouth and said on Twitter. I mean, people do it all the time where they flip at the mouth and they say something. Like, for that, for that, all of these sexual harassment guys would have all off themselves too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know what? Maybe 
maybe her situation was she legitimately said something in the heat of the moment that later she regretted as opposed to these pedos and all these other fucktards like or Trump who he doesn't feel shame because he's proud of what he is yeah exactly right so I think that's where the comparison fails is that you know maybe she felt bad maybe she I mean obviously she she does pornography she's done plenty of homosexual scenes with other women uh-huh. right so I don't Actually, think I've never seen I might have to do some research you should extensive research extensive extensive um, research I don't think that necessarily she's anti-gay or whatever I never saw anything to that effect at least on the yeah, social media yeah, yeah, of hers yeah, I yeah. follow so maybe she just felt bad that that's how it got interpreted I don't know dude all I know is that it sucks you know rest in peace yeah and I mean the big the big thing is about is about that mob that we're talking about that that kind of once that ball rolls it just gets it going listen the thing is how do we where do we go from here to to try and I don't want to say limit the power of social media because it's it's a powerful tool for when you want to affect actual change in something that really matters. I we've, mean, we've seen Twitter used in revolutions to help motivate and to congregate individuals and create social change and actual change. You've seen it. Like you said, it has the ability to be something great and to change the world. And unfortunately, it also has the ability to show us what the real world is. And it is a it is a stinky it's a shit place cesspool of stuff maybe these crazy evangelical people are right maybe the apocalypse just needs to come I mean I'm not saying that they're wrong the only thing is I, I know damn sure I ain't going to know heaven <laughs> I've watched way too much porn <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah man I mean listen some people might say that the whole thing with like Greg Schiano is a positive change because you kept an alleged pedophile from getting a high profile college football job uh huh well, actually, in the end, you know what? You know what made it. Or even not even an alleged person who empowered a pedophile. Not even yeah. a pedophile himself. Well, what made it even better for them was that they got Phil Fulmer back as their athletic director, who uh-huh. was their old coach, uh-huh. who won a national championship with them. So now he's the athletic director, and it, it would have never happened had they just pick, picked up and gotten Greg Schiano up off the bat. Gotcha. So now they're super happy. Like, yeah, screw oh it. yeah, so they're great. So yeah. let's 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 make sure that the guy who maybe sort of knew something about some guy twiddling kids. Can't get a college football coaching job. Oh my god, come on, he's gonna do something else. But let's but let's let this other guy be senator of Alabama. <laughs> That's Alabama, not Tennessee, honey. They will tell you the difference. Oh, will they? Yes, they will. Okay. Well, whatever. You're welcome. Okay. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, now that the serious part's over. Mm-hmm. You want to get some free period? We can get to a free period, man. I think we've earned that. I think we've had quite a quite a bit to go over today. So now we get to have some fun, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. Have, let's have a little bit of fun, okay? All right. So, so I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, you wrote it in the thing mm-hmm. and the show sheet, and I'm like, okay, cool. You what the it, fuck is he talking about? Yeah, you wrote it as loot box controversy. Uh huh. So when I read it, and I told you this before, I thought you were talking about those things you get every month that are loot crates and have like they're all themed. You know what I mean? And you pick no, out like no stickers. Idea what you're talking about. So apparently, you can sign up for a thing. You can sign up for loot crates, right? Okay. And Every month they send you a loot crate, and inside are some like toys, knickknacks, t-shirts, stickers, that kind of shit. Shit you can pick up at Hot Topic, and then like something that you can't get anywhere else. It's exclusive to Loot Crate, right? So I thought that that's what you were talking about, and I'm looking there, and I'm like, 
there were Reddit strikes and social media strikes about this. What the f- what what happened? And then you sent me an article that you didn't t- read through text that I didn't read until right before we started the show, and I skimmed it. I wouldn't call it reading. Uh-huh. I'd call it skimming. And really, loot boxes are an interesting facet of today's gaming world. Yep. Please tell me more. Nice setup. Essentially, a loot box is when you win a match or whatever the terms are um, to get a loot box. It's got different things inside that may or may not pertain to the... Inside of the box. Inside of the box. So you open your loot box. Open the right. Box. What's in and, the box? What's in the box? Right. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? So you open the loot box and let's do Overwatch since this is the one I'm familiar with. Yeah. Okay, so you do Overwatch, you open a loot box. Sometimes they'll have the game in-game currency. Uh, it might have, you know, a skin, which is like a cot for non-gamers. It's like a costume for your character. Or a voice line, which is, some, you know, you can attach a different voice line so that your character will say when you press the button. Or like... Interesting. Or like a victory pose for like when if you win your match, they, they get all your characters like kind of lined up and it shows like a little victory shot. Or like an emote that your character will do, like you can make a character dance. There's one character in the game that she's like a like a girl in a big mech, right? So her the, her this is like the best emote I've seen. She she sits down and she busts out like a handheld console while she's sitting in her mech. It's and you see like it's like fucking uh, asteroid or whatever. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and you hear like the sound effects and shit. It's great. So you get those and they're random, right? You don't know which ones you're gonna get until you open the loot box and it pops up. So the beautiful the beautiful thing about it in the Overwatch sense that none of that shit affects the outcome of the game. Right? It's so all cosmetic. It's all cosmetic. What happened with this controversy was Star Wars Battlefront two came out. Which is a beautiful great. game. Looks great. Yeah, it looks amazing. I actually got to play Battlefront one when I was in Knoxville. The guy they, they had Battlefront. Uh-huh. And I was playing it and I thought I was playing Battlefront. I thought it was the new one. I'm like, oh, this is the new game. They're like, no, this is it's from like three years ago. Right. So the big knocks against Battlefront One was that it did not have, it didn't have a very extensive single player campaign mode, and there were some of the other modes that just felt a little, sh- like short shrifted. Okay. So the competitive online battle, I've never played the game, so I don't, I'm not familiar with how it works, but the competitive online battle mode, you know, was really the main selling point to the game. So with Battlefront Two, which as you mentioned was three years ago, it was a very quick turnaround that they got this game developed, a game of this scale. They added. A full campaign mode, and you still have your competitive mode, and then they have like a starship, starfighter mode. So they've been supposedly very highly regarded in the game. But here was the problem: they made it so that because the whole premise of Battlefront is that you can pick any character from the Star Wars mythos, and you can take them, you can assemble your teams, and you go in and you fight. They made Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader unlockable characters, so you didn't get them at launch once you pay your sixty dollars for your game. And then this guy from Reddit, he, you know, he was like, oh, I want to, you know, how much does it take to unlock Luke? 60,000 credits, whatever. When he sees 60,000 credits, he's like, okay, well, let me see when I play a competitive match, how long it takes me to get credits. So he ended up doing a spreadsheet and he saw that the average game is like 11 minutes and it got him X amount of credits. And once he did the math, he realized it was going to take him 40 actual hours of playing. A work week, basically. A work week. Well, I mean, a work week for somebody who's not hustling. Right. To unlock two of the main characters in the Star Wars mythology. Okay. Right? Like, not like random guy. Like, Luke and fucking Not like Darth Mace Vader. Windu. Right. And then, the thing about that is that that very directly affects the outcome of the game. Because if you're playing these competitive matches, and somebody else... Because here's the other option, is that you can just pay 
to unlock these characters after you've already dropped your 60 bucks to play the game. So you can just pay money into buying credits to open the crates to see if you get the shit you need to unlock the character. So it's still you're still gambling on it, to be honest with you. Because I think you open the box and you get like these crystals or whatever. Well, the kyber crystals. Right. So so if you're just willing to drop that money, like he, he also did the math. He's like, oh, if I drop like 250 bucks or some shit like that, then I'll get enough things to unlock the guy. So he posted that shit on Reddit. And the first time he posted it, he had labeled it like some whatever. And then when he reposted it under the tag of 40 hours to unlock Darth Vader, it blew up. EA came out and they their spokesman did a statement which was like, we want to make this a rewarding experience by challenging you to da-da-da-da and unlock the character and really have to work at it and all this crap. And it became the single most downvoted comment in the history of Reddit. <laughs> it had over 650,000 downvotes at the last time that I checked. Let's Jesus. stop there. What the fuck's a downvote? So what happens on Reddit is you can get upvoted or downvoted. Okay. Now, if you're if what you've posted is popular, people will upvote it. That means so it's the, like a like. Yeah, and that means on the main page, if you get enough upvotes, you can be shown there, so more people will see your vote. Okay. Now, if it gets downvoted, less people will see it. Okay. However, well, this seems to be the case where it was. Every, I mean, dude, six hundred thousand something people. So. That's caused like a lot of backlash, right? The game didn't sell to the expectations of EA after this. Yeah, because they, I think they, I think he had like a beta or something or like a pre not a beta. He had like a pre-launch. Okay. So he got it like a couple days before launch. So the game didn't sell. They went in after all this crap and they they slashed the the cost to the unlock them by like seventy five percent. Yeah. Then they went a step further and just nixed the ability totally for you to purchase the Kyber crystals. Right to take the money equation out of it, but it was a little too little too late. There's a senator from Hawaii who's talking about doing legislation because, in his mind, these loot boxes are gambling because you don't know what's in there. Yeah, because so micro, even if you're microtransactions, yeah. So even if you're paying your money, it's not like I'm paying my money to unlock Darth. Yeah. I'm paying my money to see if I get enough of the shit in this box to unlock Darth. To unlock Darth, which is crazy. Because I look video games. Since I've been playing, have changed quite a bit. Like I don't, of course. I'm not an avid video gamer. You, on the other hand, play video games. You like Overwatch and that kind of stuff. When I was a kid, it was just you bought the game. Everything that you needed for that game was in came there. with the game. Sure, you're like, all right, cool, sweet. Right. Anything you needed to unlock, you unlocked through gameplay and ability through in the game. You right. did not unlock it because you were able to uh, amass different amounts of money. What happened? What sounds like happened is that this greed got a hold of everybody and then you had these games where multiplayer's work came in and you wanted to give somebody an edge so you sold a gun for nine dollars that was a different style gun but only that person could use it now and you go from there it created this kind of black market yeah and, and let me do you one better so there's another game that came out recently which got a lot of pub it was from like a, a kind of indie developer that kind of was making their first big splash also this also came got got put on blast on reddit they they had a similar system where you earn experience and then at the end of the thing you get these this currency which you can trade in for shit later so what they found out was that they were scaling the the amount of experience you like so if you were grinding if you were just straight playing just to get this shit it wasn't giving it wasn't giving you the full amount of experience that you would have gotten uh normally 
to to extend how long you had to play. Ah. So then, you know, maybe frustrate you into saying fuck it and just dropping your money. So like yeah, see that's shady and then they- yeah, dude, it's fucked up because now you're directly trying to scam people, right? Because if I'm playing my ten hours and I know that each battle gives me fifty XP or whatever. I know that should I I should have by the end of these battles I should have whatever 50,000 60,000 XP depending on how yeah. many battles I get yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If all of a sudden I'm playing 10 hours and 6 hours into it, you your logic randomly drops 50 XP to 25 for no reason. If I'm progressing in the game and I'm fighting people who am, who should be still giving me 50 yeah. and I don't give me 25, we have a fucking problem. Yeah, no, no that sucks. Like, we have a fucking problem. So I believe Belgium and a couple other countries already have laws in their books where you can't do this. Kind well, of thing. you have to have like you have to be able to see what's in the loot box, and there's a lot of more transparency around it. And that's what this whole, uh, guy from Hawaii is trying to figure out what his actual position is going to be before he puts out a bill. Yeah, dude, it's serious shit, dude. And you know, this is one of those cases where the internet came through because how many people, myself included. Might have been going to go drop sixty bucks on Star Wars Battlefront. That's yeah. when skirt, we're good. Need for Speed is doing is in the same boat. The new Need for Speed game got a lot of shit for similar practices. But Need for Speed was EA also, right? Yeah. So it's EA kind of doing these microtransactions. No, but it's not just it's not just EA. Uh, there's well, yeah, I never got so like um wow. The thing was like there was in these basketball De- with games, Destiny, Bungie has the same problem. Well, um, with these basketball games, you can buy shoes. For your players, which I don't fucking understand. Yeah, I don't. I'm like, this is dumb. Who wants to buy digital shoes for a digital player? So what's interesting is that the MLB The Show games have a mode, like an ultimate team mode. Kind of like FIFA, right? Where you can spend your money to build that particular aspect of the game so that you can compete. But you can still play online in the other modes, like the regular online play modes, where you don't have to spend... Like, that's an extra, right? This is being forced upon you. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not... It's something different if you're if you're going to accept it and it's part of a of a part of the gameplay. But, but like, if I, if I have to... The only way I can win races online in Need for Speed is if I get turbo thruster 29 yeah and you put it on your Hachiroku hey right and I gotta hell yeah great reference and I had to drop 50 bucks to get that shit because you're gonna scale back the experience I earn or you're gonna make it a random draw to see if I get it Dude, it's fucked up, dude, because the guy who decided to drop 50 bucks, he's going to beat me every time. Yeah, because he, he just paid 50 bucks. So they were talking about in the Star Wars game, when you would make your starfighter for that starfighter mode or whatever, yeah. there's an item that gets you, that boosts your damage like 75%. And it's a random drop in a loot box unless you shell out whatever. So it costs this dude like $20, the same guy, the Redditor guy, he, it cost like $20 to, to get enough shit to buy it. And it's like, what if I wasn't willing to spend those 20 bucks? Yeah, then you're gonna be you're gonna be just twiddling away. Like I can't I guess, win. I guess what happens then is that the masses look at that, they see it, and this is where the masses become good. Where they go, we're not gonna buy this, like, right? Screw it. But it's but the the difference in my opinion is that this shit was based on he did his homework, right? He he played I think like ten hours worth. He played one night, took a break, went to work the next day, came back and played another night or whatever, and then. Did his spreadsheet and posted his findings. Exactly. These other fucking retards in this other situation were just trashing this girl for without knowing the whole story. And again, how do we 
how do we control that? Do we bother to control it? Do, what do we do? I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's tough, man. I mean, guys, internet's awesome. And if it was up to me, everybody had free internet and free Wi-Fi everywhere in the world. Like, you should be able to get Wi-Fi at the beach. Anywhere you go, yeah. No, but no, no, no. I don't think people should be paying for fucking cell phone data anymore. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> but you guys got to calm the fuck down, dude. Yeah, it becomes ridiculous, man. Calm the fuck down. Unless you're the dope-ass Redditor guy who just did this shit for Star Wars, in which case you're the man, dude. Yeah, then you've, you've created a revolution. Which is which? right there is case in point, the, the problem with the internet. Like, it has the ability to do great, but it also has the ability to affect people in a negative way where they go off and they kill themselves. Well, at the end of the day, the issue is that it's not... The internet is not the issue. The, it's a, the issue is the, the user. So... How do these big companies... Because, I mean, these people affected major change in e, in the game, right? So how do you reward their research and their hard uh-huh. work and ignore the trolls? Like, know. whoever figures that shit out, dude, is going to be the next fucking filthy rich motherfucker out there. Cause you got to get a troll filter. That's... Yeah, dude, but that's... How do you do that? I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can, honestly. Well, we ne- we never promised we were gonna solve all the world's problems here, guys. We just wanted to kind of talk to you about it and see what you guys thought. Yeah. So hit us up, man. Let us know if you got any ideas on on any of that shit. Guys, remember you can check us out on Instagram at Back of the Bus Podcast. Check that Instagram page out. We update our live feed too. We love doing that. Randomly, I accidentally I was drinking and I uh, live feeded. What I was supposed to do for my personal, personal account. account. I figured that. I yeah. was like, what is this, dude? Yeah. That 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 room was their basement room that had a bar and everything oh, else. Oh, shit. Dope. Dope. And, um, and yeah. Or you can send us an email. We don't get many of them. But you can definitely send us an email. Uh, back of the bus podcast. Miami. No. My, Miami podcasts. Back. Back. Back of the bus, Miami. Back of the bus, Miami at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. There we go. Remember, we are Hall of Fame podcasters. Even though you might not think we are, we have a plaque that says we are Hall of Fame podcasters from the Candelaria. That was drawn by our children. It was. We it should was, we should put a we should with crayons. We should actually get them to draw it. We could put a picture. Hell yeah. That'd be great. It'd be amazing. Guys, remember, you can check us out on iTunes, on Apple Podcast, on Podbean, on Google Play, on Pocket Cast, and anywhere else you'd like to see us. SoundCloud, every new episode goes up because we are too cheap to buy an account. Absolutely. Hell to the yes. Guys, we really appreciate you guys checking out the show. Uh, we're sorry that we haven't been able to put out uh, content as much as we'd like to recently. We definitely will work on making sure we get back to our regular time schedule of every two weeks. That's our goal. That's our mission. And uh, this one's going to be tough because we got Christmas coming up soon. Oh, yeah. But we'll do the best that we can. You know, we're going to bring the kids on for Christmas. We're going to have them talk about their Christmas gifts. So, guys, I just also I want to let you know that... Um, Broken Matt Hardy has made his appearance on... Broken Matt Hardy is back. He came back like two weeks ago. Though. Oh, did he? But now he's Woken Matt, Har- Matt Hardy, too. Oh. He's broken Woken Matt Hardy. Jesus. Um, and he, who's he fe- he's feeding with Bray? With Bray. He said he Bray is getting ready to get, to get deleted. Oh, sweet. So I guess he was able to, to transfer over the, the whole thing, which well, is great. I, you know what happened was um, his brother got hurt. So the only way to make use of this guy was to be able to bring the broken, the broken thing on. So yeah, it should we'll be see. fun. 
We'll see. So, anyway, guys, thank you for listening to the show. Um, uh, good luck to you if you're in your playoffs. Cameron Drake has negative one yards. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks uh, Josh McCown, you fuck. Have a great night, everybody. Drive safe. Make sure to tip your waitresses. And as always, remember, neuter and spay your pets. All right. Signing off from Incredible Universe. Peace out. Later. See you next time. That's money. That's money. Mention promo code back on the podcast for absolutely no reason. Absolutely nothing.